when we're in a, a fellowship relationship with God, we are actually in his presence. And there's another part to this quote in the, in lower into that paragraph. It says to know God and not to walk with him is to do exactly what our original parents, Adam and Eve did in Genesis three ten, And that was hide. And I, I just want to, um, I guess I want you guys to draw from that is sometimes when God is pursuing us, and when God is is just uh, is relentlessly chasing us down, we tend to hide from Him. We we tend to not want to submit, and we don't want to submit to the process, and we don't want to submit ourselves underneath God. Um, but but that's kind of where that quote is, and I I hope you guys will. Uh, if you didn't take that down, maybe you'll replay the video and you can actually um, write the, the, those words down because it really is a great thought to ponder. Um, so we're just going to jump on in. And, and the first point that I really want to make is where God rests, he reigns. Um, we see this in Psalms 22, 3. He says, yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. Our praises brings <laughs> the presence of the Holy Spirit. It ushers um, the, the Lord, our praises. Um, the scripture tells us that he literally dwells. He's living in our praise. And so if we don't praise, we don't have Jesus. And, and um, that to to that process, you must surrender. You must get out of the way, and you must allow um, just allow God to overtake your praises, and just tell Him what you're really, truly, honestly thankful for, and He will manifest. Um, the Holy Spirit is the manifest presence of God, and He is crucial to our walk. Um, and there is a proper way. Uh, to usher in the Holy Spirit. That is why you always see um, Chris or any other anointed worship leader leading you in worship. It's to um, position our hearts to receive the message of God. Um, and isn't he just so worthy? He's just so worthy of our praise. And, uh, and there's not enough thank yous. You know, I, I think about just what he's done recently, just in this past week in my life. And I'm just so very grateful for his presence. Um, in Psalms 145.3, Great is the Lord, and greatly is to be prayed, to be praised, at, and his greatness is unsearchable. Psalms 145.3. And I'm reading from the ESV, so it might read a little bit different. Um, his unsearchable greatness dwells in the presence and it, you know what, that, that sounds like power to me. I, I mean, it just sounds like pure power. <laughs> um, I want to, uh, I'm going to turn to Acts 16. I, and I really don't have time to read the whole story there. But here, here is a little backstory on what's going on. Um, Paul and Silas have just spoken um to uh, to a little slave, a little slave girl was following them around, and she was saying, 
um, this is a great man of God. This is a great man of God. Paul turns around and he speaks to that, that not the girl, but the thing in the girl. And he says, and he casts that spirit of divination away from her. Um, immediately, if you, if you look in, in, I don't know what version you're reading, but um, if you look in the scriptures, it says immediately this, um, Paul and Silas were dragged into the marketplace by a crowd. And <clears throat> they were actually brought to the judges. Um, <clears throat> and the scripture says a whole multitude. And I don't know about you guys, but a multitude is many. <laughs> so um, the scripture says a whole multitude revolted against Paul and Silas and they tore their clothes. And they beat them with rods and threw them into the inner jail. And at that time, the inner jail was like for the worst. It was it was for the ones that they did not want to get away. They didn't have a chance to get out of there, is what I'm saying. Um, and they placed the stalks on their feet. But if you notice, and I'm going to read um, right now out of the 25th verse and the 26th verse. But at midnight... Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and every chain was loosed. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Uh, <clears throat> I want to point out here, Paul and Silas were bloody. They were beaten, they were bruised, but they knew where the power came from, and the power comes from the presence. And uh, I want to point out too that they were bitten by the enemy. They were they were actually the enemy absolutely was trying to hinder their ministry, but they were they never they decided not to ever get bitter. So bitten. We can all be bitten by the enemy. We can all um, just be really going through intense battles. And I know every single one on this broadcast has, um, has been there, has done that. But we can choose not to be bitter. We can choose to go and into the presence of God and, 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 tr and trust him. And, and through that, <clears throat> the power of the Holy Spirit is what is going to get us through these things. And the power of God coming forth through us is actually going to allow us to persevere and, and endure our race. Uh, um, I want to point out another thing. Paul and, si and Silas knew that the only way that those stalks and chains were going to come off was through prayer and praise and they started what they do they started talking to God they started and those chains fell off and they started praising God for how faithful he was and how good he was and these men I would just um, implore you to to read that scripture and actually to to study it because those men were beaten so severely I don't, I don't, I can't even fathom it. When I read these stories and then I study the scripture behind them and, and realize the, the conditions that these men were sitting in, none of us, I don't think that there's probably anybody 
you know, in my immediate um, family or in my immediate church or anywhere where we've been beaten by rods and stuck into the inner cells of a prison and we can, if, if Paul and Silas know that the power of God is going to enable them, then we should know as, as Christians today that whatever we're facing, whatever we're coming up against, that their power is going to rest in prayer and praise. And, um, and I kind of have it broken down like this. Prayer plus praise equals the power of God. The Holy Spirit is what is going to actually enable us to accomplish everything. God is not interested in our ministries. God is not interested in anything. He wants your heart. He wants your um, de- devotion. He wants your. He just wants you. Period. And and that's just um, that's his pursuit. That is his intent. Um, and I think that that's actually the most precious thing about the presence of God. Um, when we accept Christ, we're sealed with the power of God until the day of redemption. That's a promise. We know that once we've accepted Jesus into us, we will get the Holy Spirit and we will have all of the Holy Spirit. We have access at that at that moment. We can literally have access to him. But here's the thing. A lot of us, I think, me included, for many, many years, um, we just think that we don't really have to contribute. We don't have to submit. We don't have to do anything. We could just poof. You know, poof the Holy Spirit on people. And that is not really the truth. The truth is, is that our sanctification is progressive. So we go from glory to glory. We go from strength to strength. We don't just hit zero, or we don't hit a hundred <laughs> right out of the gate. It is a progressive transition. And I think so many times we're pressing for that transition. And actually, God is wanting us to enjoy the process of that transition and so um, I want to also suggest that we can hide in the power of God and we can hide from the evil one we have a refuge but it's a choice we make a choice we make a conscious choice are we going to get in our flesh or are we going to actually praise our God for being so good praise our God for our salvation Praise our God for making a way and being the truth and being the light of this world. Are we going to humble ourselves? Are we going to submit under his authority? Are we going to submit to the word of God? And so these are the things. This this is what hides us. We don't have any mystical powers. We don't have a mystical God. We have a very real, ever-present, everlasting king. And he existed and he was here. And I think that his his presence is tangible. And I know that I feel that, that somebody needs to hear that tonight. His presence is tangible. His presence was paid for at such a high cost with Jesus' blood. There's no other there's no higher costs in this world. And his presence is tangible. And everyone under the sound of my voice, he wants you he wants you he wants to be he wants you to be in his presence he wants you to rest in his presence 
and in his glory because he is the glory holder. He's the glory holder. And, and whenever the glory comes and manifests through the Holy Spirit, that's when we receive healing. That's when we receive these uh, powerful gifts. But God is the, is the power of the presence. And I just want to speak that to somebody today. I know that they need to hear it. Um, I want you guys to look at the word submission. And I actually want to break this down. Because submission is, there, the, there's a prefix on the word submission, and it is S-U-B. So that word actually derives from, um, and it actually means to uh, be below. It means to be under, and it means to be less than. So here's what I'm, here's what I'm trying to get. So you have sub, and then you have mission, okay? And and separate those two words there for just a moment. Okay, sub means below and under, and then there's mission over here, okay? So what I want you guys to do when you put those two words back together, there's a little, there's going to be a little sentence there in the middle. So it's going to be submit to God's mission, submit to God's ways, submit yourself under the word of God, and you'll be able to resist the devil and he will flee. So you're going to submit, submit to the mission of God. Submit to the mission of God. And the devil stand firm. And I'm going to read that scripture to you guys in just a minute. Um, we know, you know, this is a question I'm going to pose to you. How does our enemy flee? He flees when, when the power of the presence manifests, okay? So we see in James 4, 7, and 8. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. So here we see right here that if we will submit ourselves under God, and we resist the devil... Through the word of God. Um, when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, he did not respond to God through prophecy or through anything like that. He responded to God, it is written. It is written. It is logos. That is the written word, not the rhema word. Logos. So we, we know the power of the, of the word of God is very important into resisting the devil. And it says, draw, and verse 8, it says, draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. If you draw closer in his word, to to uh, if you draw near to God through the word, he will draw near to you. It's a promise. It's, a, it's in his word. And we know that there's no darkness, that God is not like man, that he should lie. He is, he is, there's no darkness in him. Um, so by reading the word of God and prayer, we get praise. Dwelling in the presence hides us from the enemy. And I'm going to show you guys that too. <laughs> um, that's Colossians 3 verses 1 through 4. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. Where is Christ? 
Be seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not things that are on the on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden. Your life is hidden in Christ in God. Or with Christ in God. I'm sorry. <clears throat> when Christ, who is your who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Okay? So, oh, we see that. We see that our life in the presence of God is hidden. And we can, and for a time, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to go out on a limb and tell you that every time the enemy comes around, you're going to be hidden. Because sometimes the enemy, enemy, the enemy fire actually refines us and makes us who we are. And, and we have to accept that. Um, I believe that that's exactly why God allows him to do what he does. Because he is limited. God, he has to ask God for permission for anything. Okay? So I want to read Psalms 91. Kim, before, I, you, before you read, you might want to turn your light on. It's getting kind of dark uh, on your side. Okay. your white teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Blonde hair, white teeth. <laughs> There we go. There you are. Our sun's going down over here, too, and it's starting to get kind of dark on your side. There we go. Okay, great, great. I'm sorry. No, you're I good. I should have probably done that. Um, in Psalm 91, there is a, I, I believe it's a promise, um, <clears throat> and I think it's a promise of dwelling in the presence. Um, it's in verse 9, 91, 9. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge. No evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague shall come near your tent. So, in the presence of God, I believe that we are highly protected. In, in that moment, in those moments of great praise, genuine praise, we're protected. Um, and we're kind of hidden and tucked underneath His wing. And if you read that psalm, it says that we're we are we are over his wing is over us and he, and he guard, um, his angels guard us and they take charge over us. Um, I I just think that that's a beautiful thing. If you if you go to uh, I'm going to flip over to Second Samuel and it's sixteen seventeen and eighteen. Uh, I don't have time to read all those chapters, <laughs> but I'm going to challenge you to read those this week. Um, in those in those particular scriptures, um, we can see a great parallel, a great um, <clears throat> a, a contrast. We can see Saul, and we can see David, and um, we can see that you know we all know that David was a um, was a was a worshiper, and I, I believe in this season. I, I truly believe in this season and in this stretch of time that we're in, that this is just going to be so critical to us. Um, and the Lord spoke to me this week and just showed me so clearly. He said to me, spoke to my heart and said, Kim, my worshipers have a new song this season and, and they will, um, they will overcome and they will conquer because of, because they will usher in the power of God. And they'll usher in the glory of God. And so, um, <clears throat> we have 
like I said, Saul and David. There's two things that I really saw in these scriptures. I saw that there was definite um, contrast here. David received the Holy Spirit. He remained in the Holy Spirit. Saul relented the Holy Spirit. After he was anointed, he relented on God. He, he ran away from God. He um, chose his own way. He chose to, um, uh, to run to psychics and mystics. He chose, he would rather seek people than he would seek God. And so, and that is what, um, what I'm trying to get here is we can see the favor of God on David. We can see the power that David had. He had, I, I don't, I mean, he was just successful in everything he did. And yes, he had a lot of issues, but yeah, so, so do we. <laughs> so, but David chose, David chose every time to come back to God through praise and through worship and through prayer. And that's what I am, um, that's what I am challenging with, with you this week is, do you have, do you see the power of God in your life? Do you see the power of his presence in your life and, and, and just through everyday life? And, um, and really that's the, that's the only, that's all I've got, um, but that's what I really want us to concentrate on on this this week. I think even this season of time is going to be very, very um, the the praise of God's people is is just going to bring us to a greater level and a greater understanding of what really is happening. Because I think as the times get darker, and we know that that is happening happening very very rapidly as the times are getting darker we as the church have to get lighter (laughs) we have to burn bright and we cannot hide our 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 lamps under a bushel basket and we and we have to keep our lanterns trimmed with the oil of the holy spirit and that's it in matthew 25 the, the parable of the ten virgins read it because it will, it will absolutely terrify you. We do not want to be caught without oil in our, in our vessels, okay? We do not want to be caught in his, when he returns with, with nothing. And so, uh, go ahead. I just said it's a sovereign, sovereign warning, the parables. Yeah. I was just agreeing with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. And I, could, I didn't hear exactly. I thought, was she trying to speak? <laughs> 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 so, um, but I think that that is really what's going on, and um, and I heard it very loud and clear uh, this week. Just in my own life, um, God is asking me to surrender, and and in this season, in this time, we are God is asking us to shed our our old wineskin. Um, what we did in ministry six months ago. Is it's it, he's asking us to put that down and to let him give us a new wine skin because guess what's going in that new wine skin? New wine, Amen. and that means a new version of us, 
just like I said before, we're going to strength to strength, to glory to glory, on grace upon grace. And so we we need to be prepared for that. So if God, if you're finding yourself in a season of transition and of a severe change, don't be so down on yourself. Don't God is changing everybody. <laughs> He's not just changing you. He's not picking on you. He is trying to draw you unto unto Him uh, under that submission and and. I, I just urge you to to actually receive that God is not punishing you. God is not trying to scold you. Um, he He chastens those He loves. He He is gentle when He corrects us, um, and He is just awesomely full of love. And um, He is just the love of my life. He honestly, um, you know, just to give you guys a testimony. And, you know, absolutely came into my life, absolutely transformed me. I was so far away from the Lord. I was so far. We are never out of his reach. And I know that somebody out there tonight needs to hear that you're never out of his reach. His sovereign hand can can grab anyone <laughs> that he, um, that will turn to him. And I, I really had a beautiful image in my mind this week, um, God just overwhelmed me with his love and the story of the prodigal son. And we've all read it. Yeah. And um, there's a beautiful, at the very end of that story, there's a beautiful, just a, just a gorgeous image. And it is the father comes out and he sees his son from far away. And he, he, he like literally runs to him. He doesn't wait for the son to get up to the house. He, he met him. And God is pursuing you all the same way. As soon as you turn away from your iniquity, as soon as you turn away and you, and you really want him and you really desire him, he is going to absolutely charge you. He, if you look up the word pursue, pursue means to apprehend. Well, Jesus wants to apprehend you with his grace and his mercy and his love. And that is what he came for. He came for me and he came for you. And he, he came for every single generation um, before me and after me. And that is a good God. That is the beautiful picture of our of our Father in heaven. And he is waiting. And he He is just waiting on your surrender. That's what I really feel like he, he's saying to me. He's waiting on us to surrender. Let him have control. He is the sustainer in Colossians 1.7. He, he, he sustains the air. That's such a great God. That's such a, a, a sovereign Lord that he literally keeps our lungs intact in and he keeps everything together and he's holding it all together and we don't have to worry about what's happening on the news we don't have to worry about um, um, what's going on in Israel listen we know the time we know the time is short we, we have to rise up you know in, in Isaiah 60 it says arise arise and, and I, I think that that's what I feel in my heart, I feel like he's just telling me, arise, come out, come out. 
and and be bold and there are there's just so much hopelessness in this world there is people who are suicidal there's people who who are um just so depressed and you know what i don't have anything to offer them i don't have a power but my god does and he would he is promised in his word his promise in his word is that he will come in and he will live and he'll abide in you he'll abide he doesn't get out of us we get out of him we're the ones that leave but you know what this is the great news about that jesus leaves the 99 and he comes for the one he comes for the one that's living in absolute <laughs> destruction and and in a bramble bush he comes for the lamb that's ensnared and is trapped and is dirty and is hungry and he comes for that one and he actually lifts that little lamb up on his shoulder and he carries it and he restores it he restores it to the the family of god and that is our great god that's our great god amen amen thank you kim God is such a good God. He loves us so very much. And uh, the story of the prodigal son, that's one of my favorite, favorite, one of my favorite stories in the Bible because it shows the goodness of God and the kindness of God, the grace of God, the love of God, the Father, that even when we, um, as his children, we wander away and we waller with the pigs, that he still is right there waiting wanting us to come back and uh, he's so good if there's anyone if that's you if you've wandered away from God he wants you to come back um, he doesn't want you to be ashamed he just wants you to come back you know he just loves you so much and he's waiting on you with open arms so just you know surrender is it is the word it truly is and Kim I really appreciate that I know I know you heard God um, had I spoken tonight, that was what I had prepared to. And you and I did not discuss that. And you didn't know that. I know you did not know that. I didn't tell you that. I just told you to do whatever, um, what God put on your heart. And so I know you've heard God. And guys, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you will surrender, if you will trust God enough to surrender, to submit, to submit to the mission of God for your life, He will, He will just do he will just do such amazing things in your life. And, oh, I, I'm a testament to that. Oh, I mean, me I really too. Me too. And I'm going to, that's what I was going to do tonight. If I spoke, was I was going to give my testimony about my own sub submitting to the Lord. And uh, so, you know, out, out of that, you know, I just want to tell you that God will, he, he will turn you every way but loose. If you, right, Kim, if you will surrender, he will put you on such a fantastic, marvelous path. And, uh, and, and he will just bring the blessings of God into your life like you cannot even imagine. I'm not saying that it's, everything is going to be easy. It's not. It's, it's still not, you know, it's not going to be easy. But I tell you what, that journey, a submitted journey with God is the most exciting, wonderful path you can take. And he's waiting on you. And if you haven't done that, then, uh, you know, sometimes, Kim, I think we just have to get to the end of ourselves. We have to get to that point where we realize we can't do it. We can't change ourselves. We can't. We just have to surrender to Him.
and uh, and let him do that in our lives but that's where it begins is in that place of surrender of just saying god here i am whatever whatever you want me to do i'll do it and then it's a daily choice isn't it we have to surrender not one time but daily daily we paul said daily I take, <laughs> daily i take up my cross and i follow him it's a choice every day to follow self or follow god and uh, but it begins with that first choice of god i want what you want and uh, here i am lord take over and, and it's more than the born again experience you know that's that's that trust in god you know as your savior but when you truly trust him as your lord he's not your lord if you don't obey him he's only our lord when we surrender when we <laughs> when we uh decide that you're the king you're the lord of my life and whatever you say goes that's right. that's surrender that's submission and it's such well, a marvelous think, place go ahead i think going back to that you know when i, I read that quote and it and and to me when we refuse you know to walk with god and, and to to submit unto uh, unto the lord we are actually doing the same thing that adam and adam and eve hid from the gar uh hid from god in the garden yes and and you know god said why are you hiding and so uh you know because god has no ill intent but, but here's that's the horrible thing about sin and I know we all know that, but, but sin makes us hide. Sin makes right. us retreat. When we're hiding and, something from God, you know, not letting him come into every door of our heart, not letting him come into every area of our life, when we want to hold no this back for ourselves because we don't trust God in that area. You know what I'm saying? And that is hiding. You know, I really like that, that you bring that out. That is hiding when we shut off certain parts of our life because we don't trust God in that area you know maybe it's with our kids maybe it's with our finances you know it doesn't you know it could be any area for any of us but getting to that place where we trust God with everything everything and I think that we're I think to you know with the first quote that I read you know she she was saying in that in and to keep it in context she was saying that our fellowship with God, if we forsake that and we decide that we're going to do this alone and that we're going to operate with a spirit of religion mm -hmm. and we're going to and we're going to come and, and not really uh, be honest and kind of just try to hide all the dusty, yeah. dark places of our hearts, right. um, we can't... Um, we're not going to enjoy it because we're going to forfeit the presence. We're going to forfeit the sure. fellowship, and out of that fellowship is the comes the presence, the power of the presence of God. And I mean, we know we can see on the on the very front pages of, of Genesis, we can see that um, that that the spirit of the Lord was hovering. That word actually means violently shaking, um, and this is the first images that we see of the Holy Spirit, the power of God. And and the power of God is the only thing. You know, I don't care who you, you go to. I don't you could go to a thousand deliverance ministries. You could go to to the prophet. You could go to anybody. But until you submit to God and the Holy Spirit and you submit under yourself under the umbrella of the word 
and of the sovereignty of God, you won't get free. You're That's never going to get free true. because you're going to keep that cycling so in and out of these pits, just like I did. I did the same thing for 15 years. I cycled, and it was because I refused to get under the Word of God. The Word of God is a key. It really is a key yes. uh, in our sanctification process. It God is not is a gentleman. He's not going to force you no. to know, know Him. And if we don't know the character of God, we cannot defeat our enemy and we cannot become victorious because we are lacking the power of his presence in our life the the holy spirit needs the word of god to activate and and if we don't have that we are going to fall on our faces every time and and i minister to thousands of people and the this is the number one question that i get all the time it never seems to ever go away. And I think it's one of the worst things that we can struggle with. They say, well, God is not breaking me free out of this. And, and the first thing I ask them is this. Are you praying? Are you praising? And are you reading the word of God? And submitting to what you read. Not just read it, but be a doer of it. In yes. other words, yes. let the word convict us. Let the right. word change us. Let it be water that washes the dirt away. And it will if we will believe it and receive it and put it to work in our life. Reading right. it's not reading it's that's where it starts, but it's not enough. We got to be doers. We got we to let to it change us. Hear. Amen. We have to adhere to it. Yes, and, right. I mean, oh. But it will if we'll let it. Yeah. Amen. 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 All right. All right, guys. Well, um, this was amazing, and uh, God is so good. He loves us so much. The reason He wants us to submit is because He wants to protect us. He wants to give us the most blessed life. He wants us, listen, He wants us to fulfill our destiny and our purpose, the very purpose for which God created you. We will never, listen, this is what the Lord said to me many, many, many years ago. That Evelyn, I will get you to the place that I have called you one step of obedience at a time. He's not going to tell you how to get all the way there. And that's why most people will never fulfill their call, their purpose. It's because they can't surrender. They can't they can't obey God right now, trusting trusting in the next step, trusting that this is right for right now. And and when we do, then we'll go to the next step. And if we don't, guess what we do? We go back around those mountains over and over and over and over and over till we learn that lesson. And we're not going to the next step till we learn the lesson that we're on right now. And <laughs> But God's good. His ways are good. Amen. He's good. His ways are good. Everything he has for us is amazing and awesome and wonderful. And I wish the whole world would just uh, surrender. <laughs> just say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, whatever you want, and mean it. <laughs> the, struggle, the struggle is surrendering. Surrender, surrender, surrender. <laughs> I talk about it all the time, but it's because it's, it's so important. It's the difference between having a true life in Christ and not. Yes. Of just having a Savior and having a Lord. You know, him being your Lord and him being able to give you that life that he loves us so much and wants us to have. 
Amen. Amen. So, uh, if you guys, if you if you have a surrender, then my goodness, do it. Don't wait till you hit bottom. You know, don't wait till you hit bottom. Some people wait till they hit bottom, but you don't have to hit bottom. You can surrender right now, and all of us has a different bottom. You know, a different amount of pressure that it's going to take before we finally say, okay, God, have your way in my life. Take over, Lord. And uh, I tell you, when you do, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be like a, a million pounds that's been lifted off your shoulder. And uh, you're going to have peace and joy in your life for the first time ever. I mean, really, true true peace and joy and that only comes from heaven i really do believe that i think we have temporary peace and joy from things on earth but that true peace and joy that abides on the inside of us that gets us through through anything and everything and makes us strong in every situation that only comes from god it only comes from god amen amen all right